Five. We welcome Barbara Freakman. It is time for Barb's Wire, and she's going to tell us what's trending on social media. Yeah, so um, today is the 7th of November, so it is one month mm. since the Hamas attack on Israel and the subsequent war that has been going on in that region where, you know, at this point originally 1,400 people were killed in the Hamas attack, Over about 240 people were, were taken hostage, but since then in the Gaza Strip it is now reported that it's over 10,000 people ha have died reportedly about 4,000 plus are children the UN agencies within the UN have put a rare joint statement out condemning this and asking or pleading for some kind of ceasefire um, we know that our government have been in have put out some serious um, statements from cabinet as well as the minister in the presidency Kombutso Chaveni has said that the presence of South Af of South African diplomats in Israel or the Israeli should I say diplomats in South Africa is untenable they've also asked for the withdrawal of South African diplomats um, from Israel to be withdrawn for consultations, although we don't have a proper embassy there anymore. There are some some um, diplomatic uh, staff there. And um, yeah, so this is what's going on at the moment. There is a lot of um, trending news around Tel Aviv at the moment. I mean, we saw, I think, over the weekend with this anniversary of one month coming up that there were there was quite a big protest within Tel Aviv of people demanding that the hostages be brought back. But there were also um, another group of Israelis protesting against Netanyahu and his government saying, you know, even as Israelis, they're saying no. They're demanding a ceasefire and saying we need some other resolution of this. This just has gone on and on and on. I know I think Lester was mentioning it on his show earlier. You know, Ukraine-Russian uh, war, in 600 days, some 10,000 people were killed, civilians were killed. This is 10,000 civilians in a month. When you know, where does this go from here? And, you know, I know that there are people who will defend Israel and say, you know, if this had to stop, the whole of Israel would be destroyed. But this this cannot go on. I mean, you know, this feels like genocide. It does. It feels like thousands and thousands of people in Gaza are just being killed. And the world is, you know, what is what are we doing? You know, and I know the most United Nations workers have been killed in the past four weeks than than it's it, in entire history. It, it, is, in, years, it is crazy. And in fact, I think this number of, of, of civilians killed is the most since any of the world wars. It's a it's a very big total yeah. in a very short space of time. In terms of proportionality. Proportionality, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, in terms of, of course, time. The time, uh, yeah. Because that is really a factor. I mean, that's a... a I, I just, look, I don't know what the outcome is, should be, I mean, I know what I think the outcome should be, that people should be not be killed, but um, I don't know what Israel's end game here is. I mean, they, you know, it was interesting because the international spokesperson for the IDF was on Lester's show yeah. um, and uh, yesterday, 
And, you know, he made this point that, uh, that he's not denying child casualties in Gaza, but that they are not, the intention is not to harm civilians and that they have pleaded with civilians in Gaza to move out of those battle areas into safer spaces where there is humanitarian aid. This is what he said on air. I'm just making that point. And, um, you know, that's the argument of the IDF. Yeah, I I I'd mentioned earlier that it's and I and I did suggest early in this campaign, early in this war campaign, um, that it was a miscalculation. I think it's panning out. There are a lot of people. The awkward silence of the past is being replaced by an uh, awkward noises of discomfort. So it's not the silence. It suggests that they're not dominating the narrative yeah. in the manner that they did. And I think yeah. social media is bringing a lot of voices to the fore, yeah, diluting that uh, dominant narrative and the people. I. Th- the politics have also responded, but on the streets, the streets have responded to yeah. this as well, in places where they haven't in the past. 500,000 people in London, no, according absolutely. to the mayor of London. I mean, I am going to say, though, that what I will always find disturbing is the is a sort of a rise in anti-Semitism. And I, I mean, you know, because there's a conflation in many people's minds of Judaism and Zionism. Yeah. And there are millions of Jews uh, in the world who you know don't consider themselves to be Zionists and who also feel that you know they don't want to see um, civilians being killed you know in their name and I do find it hard to see that rise of anti-semitism and calls for you know extermination of Jews um, rather than possibly the using the word time Zionists so I um I think on all on all fronts I think this is a very 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 difficult time and yeah we've said this many times you and I on this segment every time we talk about this it is never it is never an easy Mm, I, I, I've, I've heard of somebody, so, and I know there's a lot of propaganda around, but somebody that wasn't, let's, let's just say hate, but wasn't a, a Hamas supporter mm. until his family was killed. A 34-year-old. Mm. Uh, you know, so what are we, what are we breeding mm. here? No, exactly. Time? And we know that as you, exactly, that if you, you know, if you live in Gaza and you're seeing this going on around you, um, exactly, you know, what do you, do, what do you start doing and supporting and, that, and that's the thing about law about mm. war a war yeah it does it does change people definitely violence begets more violence okay Correct. let's move on uh, to a sort of slightly yeah a more historical story um which i do think is is really interesting they're calling it the holy grail of shipwrecks and this is a sunken ship um off um it's in the in the caribbean sea um, it is near Colombia, and now the Colombian president, Gustavo Petro, has ordered for this ship to be brought up. It's going to obviously take quite a long time. I think they're aiming maybe around to 2026. But they believe that the treasure on board the, the, the San Jose, which was a Spanish galleon that was sunk three centuries ago, could be worth up to $20 billion. Sure. I mean, that is a lot of gold coinage and other treasures that they believe from photographs taken on the seabed. Um, that is an incredible amount of money. I mean, the 600 crew members on board sank with the ship in 1708. This was 
uh, during a battle against the British in the War of the Spanish Succession. And the interesting point now is who has the rights to the treasure on the ship? Obviously, the Colombian government says it's Colombia. The Spanish uh, government is saying, actually, this was a Spanish ship. We want the bullion. We want the billions of dollars worth of gold and other treasures on board. So... um I don't think it was really bright. I mean, you don't make this public. I <laughs> they think there are millions of treasure hunters on route to the Caribbean. It's, it's one of those movies everyone's it's saying. But, but they haven't reported the location of the vessel, but there are ways to actually track it. I think they have Absolutely. these. Yeah. So um, there are some photographs that have been released off the seabed, but they are keeping the location secret. And I'm sure one day there will be a movie about the Holy Grail. Oh. Of shipwrecks. Mm. Okay, and then SBCA. Yeah. Dog. So this is a is an is a is a story that went uh, was published by the SBCA on their Facebook page over the weekend. We did create an article about it. Um, we have now put the video in, which is the SBCA YouTube video. It is on our CapeTalk.co.za. It's the top of our face of our website page. And I do encourage people to go watch it because I think it is a very, it is, it's quite uncomfortable to watch, but very interesting. So this was a dog rescue that took place in Cape Town this past week. The SPCA were alerted by the Kirstenhof police, the SAPs, about a woman and her three dogs who had been in a car that had been not, had not moved for four days. So they arrived on the scene, and if you go watch the video, you can actually see the details. Um, she refused to to le- to get out of her car or release her dogs, who were in this enclosed space for all these days. She then, um, when the SBCA inspector Theo Ardendorf arrived and with his team and tried to open the door and help get the dogs out, she locked the car. And for four hours, they negotiated with her in a really hot, a really hot day. The windows, you can see, were steamed up. These dogs were in a car. Never mind her health. The dogs were in this car for all these hours until finally the SPCA managed to get an urgent court order from the magistrate and they broke open the back window. They shattered the back window of the car, managed to get to open the door and get two of the dogs out. One dog was still trapped under, had gone under her seat and they couldn't get the dog out. Eventually a female inspector arrived, managed to move her leg. She then eventually got out of the car. They got out the third dog who was under the seat and it wasn't a small dog. It was a medium sized dog. I spoke or communicated with Belinda Abrahams from the SPCA this morning to see if there was any follow-up, and she said that the dogs are being well cared for. They've been seen by a vet, and they're fine. She said the police are dealing with a case, um, uh, and so they don't have any follow-up on that. They're obviously concerned about the woman's health too, and they were saying, you know, they take very seriously. I mean, maybe she has issues. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully if there is help required, she's getting it. The police have informed the SPCA that this woman also faces char- charges of arson for burning down a house. So it looks like there's far more to the story than we know currently. Um, but, you know, Belinda did make it clear that the organization is very sensitive to mental health issues and whatever this woman may be going through. And uh, they hope that she gets the help she needs. I did say to her that I was very impressed with the way the inspectors dealt with the situation. I found they were very calm and very reasonable. And she said she, they're very proud of the way this went down. But it is 
quite something to watch and you do kind of find it quite uncomfortable seeing how she she just refused to budge and even when she eventually got out the car because the saps were there and then they, they did arrest her um you know it's just it's just quite quite a story I'm, i just hope all of them are gonna i really do hope so and you know you can just you can just feel how um she obviously loves her dogs hmm. This not a this is not a black and white issue. Probably the only thing that and makes like sense to the And world. possibly and I know I'm speculating, possibly she was removed from her home and maybe had nowhere to go but her car with her three dogs. Absolutely. I mean I would be traumatized. Anyway, let's hope that there's a an, a good outcome. Um I will bring news of an update uh, should that should that um come to light. Okay, uh, thank you, Barbara. That was Barb's Wire. Look at the things trending via social media every day, Monday through to Thursday, just after 9 